Yo, it's a stupidly small podcast. It's Thursday, twenty fourth of September, twenty fifteen. I'm him. Hello, you. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right, Stuart Farrell. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. No, don't buy that for a second because you sound like you're. Um... You got to touch the clock. So I'll, I'll, you I'll do have a touch of the clock. I'll tell you what. Tell you what. Tell you something now. Mm. If I get sick off the back of this. You are in so much trouble. Well, I'm not taking any responsibility. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> for a change. Bottom line, yeah. I usually anyway. wear, wear it all, but not today. Do you know why? Why? You shouldn't. Why? And you have a free pass. Because I'm Superman. Because you're Superman. Do you well. know what Superman did everyone yesterday? <laughs> Superman came around to my house <laughs> and took away... The couch situation. Well, it was just, it was on my mind. The couch, <laughs> it was on everybody's mind who entered this house. Yes. It was a blight upon us all and yeah, a I metaphor what it was. for it contemporary. Was a heavy couch. Yeah. That was some good quality uh, couch work there. <laughs> but, uh, that was an old fashioned guy. You know, the ones now are made of like air and, you know. Rocket fuel. What are they made of? Oh, yeah. Mm. They're all made of rocket fuel, except the latex ones. Uh, but, yeah. Latex, Jerry. <laughs> Here we go. Well, how far are we into this? One minute 19 and he's gone Seinfeld. Um, well done. Well done. You can be relied upon in that area. You want to be my latex <laughs> Anyway, Stuart mm-hmm. came around, said, excuse me, came up the stairs, pulled the couch apart, stuck it on the top of your car yeah, on the roof that was, rack. That was a bit of an exciting trip. That was a bit. Uh, what if, can you please tell me what happened? No, nothing. Did really. anything happen? Drove to the tip. Were you a bit nervous? No. Are you allowed to put a couch, a really tall couch, on the top of a roof rack? We don't live in Russia, Lauren. With two. Why? Russia? Well, you know, we don't, I don't have the couch police following me everywhere <laughs> I go. Are they big in Russia, are they? Well, the couch police? You'll never see it. Let me put it this way. You'll never see a couch on top of a Subaru in Russia. <laughs> Unless it's somebody's home, maybe. Yes. Um, so, anyway, it's gone. It's gone. And you sent me a photograph yes. of it. And uh, was that from the tip? It was from the tip. Well, they don't call them tips anymore. They're transfer, waste transfer stations. Oh, for God's sake. Um, why? Why Why can't we have our old tips? Because a tip wasn't ecologically sound. Okay. A tip was where we drove up with our trailer load of asbestos <laughs> and batteries <laughs> and uh, glass. And great and anti put it in a big hole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And whatever else could fit in the hole and in it went. And now a waste transfer station mm. um, has different coloured lines that you must follow depending on what you're carrying. Yeah. So if I was carrying lots of beer bottles, say it was post-Christmas. Yeah. Um, or post you, any day of your life. No, yeah. well, sometimes. <laughs> it depends on the season. Right, yeah. Um, you go to that area. Or if it's green waste, you go to that area. Okay. If it's something that the guy looks like he might want to keep, you go to that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which so I think that still that, happens? Yeah, and I think the I was couch say, might have made that cut. Really? It didn't go into the pit. Usually I go into another um, area where this big conveyor belt is going the whole time and it goes into a big cruncher and they yeah. sort it. Or maybe it is. it was rubbish because... It didn't go into the sorting bins. Just, you just said leave it over there on the ledge. <laughs> I'm going to set fire to it as soon as Possibly, you leave. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. thrower. Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting because the photograph that you sent me looked like it was just a, like an old couch in the middle of like urban wasteland mm. and it looked like the opening <laughs> scene of a music video. Clip. Yeah. In the 80s or 90s, I reckon. And I got, I saw a saxophone, it. A guy with one totally. leg on the arm of it yeah, and yeah, a yeah. saxophone. Yeah, absolutely. And, a bit more weird. Hmm. and maybe a woman with high pants and a crop top. 
Oh, well, you re- yes. <laughs> a woman, I tell you what, the business at the tip would go up if it wasn't <laughs> old Krusty with his fluoro vest on. It was with high pants and the crop top. Well, I liked. Put it over there. Oh, what is that? <laughs> what is that? Well, that's where she's telling me to put the couch. <laughs> Okay, let's not let that little fantasy get mm. too far along. But what I, what I was going to say is when I was a kid, we used to go to the uh, – there was a local tip oh. we used to go to and they, and he had a little – the guy had a little hut in it. Did, did, did your well, tips have this? Smoke somewhere. Uh, yeah, and they, and they built this hut out of bits of tip stuff mm-hmm. and it was like an amazing little – and there was a burning fire in it. Someone had obviously taken in yeah. a – a pot belly stove. Pot belly stove, a, yeah. yeah. And it was so warm in there and there were what pictures were you doing in the hut? and there were Oh, I don't know. There with a parent or something. Never enter the tip hut. Why not? Well no, I think it's their domain. Yeah, but we were invited in, so Just the just you. I was there. I've been inside many times. I think. I think I my you. dad I've been inside the tip hut many times. <laughs> no, no, my point is I think my dad was mates with the tip guys. I right. don't know how, but yeah. I just I remember being bored, standing in it, like when I'm not talking, I was a little kid, like primary school, going, oh, standing in the tip hut again. <laughs> did, you, <laughs> you know? did you ever go uh, without rubbish for the tip? Did you ever just visit the tip hut? No, but lots of people do, did that, didn't they? I yeah, used to know people was... who said, we're going down the tip, let's go. And they'd fossick. I think you're allowed to fossick. Well, there were fossickers. <clears throat> and uh, fossick anymore. Well, the fossickings done by the council, then the council resells it because there's a massive um, secondhand store there as well. Really? Yeah. So really? you can, uh, you can, if you've got stuff that's good enough, you can just dump it straight there, or they they resort once they're sorting because they, they 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 you know the metal gets sold now, the plastic goes to this. The that's good. Um, yeah, it's a lot environmentally uh, more mm. aware. The tipping and, and nothing gets set on fire basically because right, that yeah. used to be like the the go to move <laughs> on a Friday or a, after, the at the lot. end of a big Sunday, <laughs> just light a match and um, wow. off to the hut we go to no, for knockoffs. Wow. But I tell you one thing, we left the the tip. Yeah. I tell, you, I, I tell you to tell about the photo as well. Yeah. Continue. What photo? The photo that you took that oh, looked yeah. like an 80s video. Yeah, continue. What about it? It made me a little bit sad. Because that was the last time you'd ever see that couch again. That was my grandma's couch. Well, grandma wasn't on it. <coughs> no. Grandma hasn't been on it for years. <laughs> no. Grandma hasn't been on the couch of life for a long time. However, mm. or for a while, but she, but it, I never would have thought. That was in my house. I wanted to kill it with fire. It was just the most infuriating mm. Blight on my existence of yeah. me trying to be an adult human being with a like nice house. Well, not even a nice house. Just a house nice. that wasn't didn't consist of a bloody didn't look like a share house. Right. But then I saw it all alone on it by, by itself in the middle of you know this abandoned urban yeah. <laughs> wasteland, and I went. There's something, and I know we do, you don't like the word metaphor to be used too no. much, but there is something sort of sad and lonely about the fact that my grandmother's couch that she kept beautifully for so many years mm. and that as you say did used to be like a really Good it was quality, nice yeah. well yeah beautifully yeah. well made thing um was just ruined by her grandchildren and years later it sits alone torn to shreds well no. <laughs> about to be set fire to by a bloke who says put it over there Who's not wearing a crop top, sadly. Or hot pants. Or hot pants. It was, no, but... They're hot pants now, they were high pants Don't before. look at the couch like it's your nan, right? Or it's not nan we were dumping off. No, okay. It was a part, <laughs> one part of her life, which if she had been alive, and li- listening to you talk about your nan, she probably said, 
Darling, mm. why don't we get that monstrosity out of the house? So, so if Nan hadn't made the call, it would have been fine. It's just that you eventually no, totally. abandoned it. Totally. You're uh, so right. Yeah. You're so right. She would have been the first one to have. So Although look she probably would have knitted a bloody new cover Maybe, for it and made it a she, I don't think she would have expected her young granddaughter to. And no. I think that uh, wherever Nan is now, she'd mm. be going, thank God Lauren has expelled that demon from that <laughs> lovely home because it's all I want for her too, her happiness. Thanks, Stu. Mm. That's lovely. I'm so happy. But anyway, you were going to say something. Oh, no, nothing as poignant and as lovely as uh, <laughs> burning Nan at the tip. But it was um, – <laughs> we uh, we were heading off. We did – we dumped the cat. Now, we must say there was an accomplice in this and thank you to Daz. Thank you to Daz. Who, uh, who came was, along. I couldn't have done it alone. No, I was going to say you and Daz are like – you were hilarious <laughs> together. How long have you known Daz? A, lot, a while, yeah. Yeah, because you, well, you talk to each other like you've known each other a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. And you just get things done and there's a whole lot of like – it was just happening. It, that, that is an amazing thing to me that – that you just turn up and you go right. We've got these straps that I don't. You didn't. I didn't know you were a, have straps in your car, guy. Yeah, guy needs straps. It's, but I didn't know this about you. <laughs> a guy well, needs it's... straps. <laughs> and you've got Daz who just turns up and does stuff, and you just do it together. And it's like you just you just tell each other what to do, and well, off well, you, you go. There's no there's no need. You know, yeah, with mates. Well, there's no need for flowery flowery. I know. I can't even say the word language. No, there's no need to. Have to explain it in nice terms. It's like do this quick, jump over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know That's what I mean? it. And it's not being rude. No, it's just like being economical. Well, yesterday after you two heroes came round to my house, and I don't use the word sarcastically. Yeah, absolute heroes to me. There was – I went to series, as you know. Well, of course you did. <laughs> of course I did. This and calls for a celebration. <laughs> Off to series. <laughs> Chamomile tea for everyone. Shut up. Anyway, and I got there mm. and one of my – probably one of my besties in life. Just one of those like it just Friend works. going to be there. Right? She's just a cracker. Mm. She was there. She's not usually in town. She lives in another city. So she was there and she developed – we developed a – metaphor <laughs> mm. for our friendship which is that it's a little bit like and this is not what you and Daz are I don't think but it's a little <laughs> bit like a um succulent garden yeah I don't think Daz and I have described each other as succulents no no sh- shut up but right. what I'm saying is it's like a succulent garden because you you get one mm. and you go cool that's this is the best look how great it is this is awesome and then you only water it every <laughs> like second Shrove Tuesday or yeah. something, and but it's whenever you look at it, you go, "Oh, mm. that's still there. It's still alive, and it's still the and I like how pretty is it? It's nice and it makes me happy. That's what she and I are like. But we just go into so we don't go into you stand here do that mode quite so much because we're not like hanging out with each other all the time. Right. But we go into like there is no, there's just no. There's nothing in the way of the friendship between the two of us. There's no mm. kind of like, haha, let's try and be polite or anything. That's right. just all goes. You're just away. comfortable. And I and we and we were supposed to hang out on Saturday, and we were both like, yeah, we can't do that anymore. That's you know, and neither it's of not us happen. was offended or like anything. But with well, some other friends, you would be a bit careful about that stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Succulent well, garden, I reckon. I don't know what you and Daz are, but I'm going to figure it out. I think we're a couple of cactuses. Maybe you're cacti. Cactuses. Are you – yeah, maybe you are. Cactuses? But they're succulents, aren't they? Yeah, I think they might be actually. <laughs> they're similar. Anyway, what were you going to tell me? I was just going to say we left the tip mm. and um, 
We're going to go and say movie. You are very funny together. You should you should get someone with a camera to follow you, Catherine. It would around. be very very boring. It would be extremely amusing. And we went to uh, the tip. Oh, sorry, we went to the tip. We're going to go to the movies. Yeah, I'm like going mad. A bit blocked in the head today. Mm. And <clears throat> realise that and we, the movie we were going to see was only showing at suburban multiplexes. So it was um, a dark complex yeah, psychological scandal drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we're playing in the art art cinema they have there with one and a half seats. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we thought, oh, it's school holidays. You don't go anywhere near those places. No. So I propose to you, if yes. there was a shopping centre in Melbourne. Oh, not one that's not allowed kids. Yes. Or, oh, my God. If you declared yourself... School holidays. This is the fourth time you family free. You have suggested <laughs> expelling families and children from things as like a way of revolutionising society and making it better for people. I just say so many times. Yeah, but only one. Why, why can't one position itself? I mean, maybe not families, but what about um, the kids only allowed to scream? And they have to be within a half metre of their parent. And what do you have? You have a police person on the on the uh, just pacing up and down, do you? Well, it's no. You would expect that people are told on the way in. Hey guys, welcome to uh, Funlands. Um, you know, have a great day. It's called Funlands, is it? <coughs> well, I didn't want to. Mention, you're not allowed. No, you're not well, allowed I didn't to want do to anything any in of it. The ones that exist. Not allowed to have any fun. There has to. Or what about after? Welcome to. What about say kids can go between nine and one? Yeah. And between one and five, it's kid free. So then normal people can get on with their business. Okay. So normal people means <laughs> what are you? A bloke in his 40s who wants to go buy himself. Hanging out with another bloke with in his 40s. <laughs> yeah, with another bloke in his 40s who wants to go and see a movie. You didn't actually think that there were going to be six year olds in Straight Out of Compton, did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, yeah, the I thing just, was... You don't even need to tell me what the movie no, it's was. It's actually fighting through the crowd. Oh, poor and, and getting you. getting a car park. Oh, society. That's what it is. It's other people. Well, you know what? Like they have um, pa- parents parking, right? Gold class, buddy. Uh, I didn't see it. They have parents parking, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm saying, go Why can't they class. have single male parking? Oh, i got to go. I gotta go. Can, no, no, listen. No, no, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta be. You have a nice time for the rest of the no, podcast. Listen to me. Listen to me. I gotta go. Oh, oh, I won't say male. Well, single, single white male parking. Not single Did you white just male. say that? I didn't say white male. I said oh. single male. But I get, I'm gonna open that up to single oh, are people. Oh, you how generous of you. Well, I don't mind oh, chicks. Just, right? just, just what about single chicks. people? Oh my god. Single people parking. Our uh, one person in the car. <laughs> what are you screaming? What on earth? Why? Because you know what we are? What? We're the quickest shoppers. Oh, We're so in and out. You know why? Because you can get in and out, you dork. <laughs> you can get in and out. Unless yeah, but why you... can we have a bank of car parks? That's you do. It's called the entire rest of the car park area and it takes – you've just boasted about how fast you are so you can sprint from the back of it into the shop and back again. Oh, look who's taking the bait today. Oh, oh you fishy. are – I know. This is a little fishy. I know you're doing it but it just drives me completely insane. So you're pro um, parents parking at shopping centres? Uh, I'm pro. Uh, I'm pro. I'm pro disability parking. I think. Oh, totally. No, no but I'm... I think if you if you have, you know, an extremely, you know, it's it's actually really inconvenient for you to do that to the point where you wouldn't actually go shopping if you couldn't. Then you should. And I and I tell you what else. Talk about single white freaking males in in public. <laughs> 
Have you ever been, this is a rhetorical question, okay. pregnant started, on a just, tram? Just for the record, I started this podcast off as a superhero. Pregnant, <laughs> pregnant, yeah, you're doing your best to unravel from that, aren't you? Have you ever been mm. pregnant on a tram? Have I? Yes. Yes. Right. Wasn't it just fantastic mm. when not a single jerk on the whole tram got up, looked up, noticed you, except they all do. You can see them. They're they all pricks. notice you. And <clears throat> they're all uh, young people. A lot of them are women. A lot of them are men. You Guaranteed, the person who's going to stand up for you is a white-haired man or woman. Back when they Who should manners. be sitting down on the tram. And dear everybody, the whole stand-up for a pregnant woman thing isn't because, oh, she's tired and we look after pregnant women. It's not some old-fashioned thing where it's like ladies first and stuff. It's because... They weigh 10 kilograms more than – and it's made of baby. Yeah. And so if the tram stops suddenly, which guess what? <laughs> Tends to happen every single stop. Yeah. They are going to catapult through the tram, injure you, you morons, and themselves. And it's extremely – it's actually quite frightening mm. to do it. So the whole, oh, we make so many accommodations for people who – if you're – if you're even pregnant and you have to walk from the back of a car park to the <coughs> shop, it's harder. If you're I'm pregnant only, and have a pram me. and have a baby and have a whatever, it's just like it's just a harder thing to do. So why would you mm. endanger the children and the We're mother and trends. everything? And I'm telling you. Why would you endanger the children and the mother and stuff by burying them in the middle of a car park all the way back there? No one said that we're taking out those car parks. We just and want some for quickies. Okay. I, you want an express <coughs> lane car park, do you? Well, yeah, for, you know what? Like a no time wasters type car park would be great. Right. For those that know their business. Right? <laughs> <And> I don't. <laughs> oh, I'm getting so yeah. angry. Can I, can I just say one thing about the tram thing, though, <laughs> before we go to the, the tune? Uh, I have noticed pregnant women standing on the tram. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I've felt like walking up to people and smacking them in the head. Yeah. Right? I, just, I, don't, I don't know why that's been taught out of humans. It's extraordinary. It, it, that is – I mean, I've, I whinge about quite a lot about people driving yeah. and, um, you know, imbeciles. But that's probably the the worst of it, I would say. I just I, – I, it makes me so angry. Mm. And doing the whole – you want to. When you're pregnant on a tram, you want to say, will somebody please stand up for me? You know, like you really do. You want to just – It doesn't happen every single time you're on the tram. Though. Like, you know, if, it, if someone's on the every tram. Every single time right. that they're uh, – with about a handful of exceptions that I ever went on public transport as a pregnant human being – I had to stand. Hmm. It's a, I promise you, it's an indictment because it is like, and there are people just studiously looking at their phones and stuff. Mm. I've I've stood in front of a man, like made sure I'm almost treading on his foot to go, and I've stood right over the top of him, like look at me, like my gut is in your face, <laughs> like sort of thing. That very passive aggressive. But the alternative is to, I have to be a jerk to him and say, mm. hey, can you stand up for me? I think I did do that once when I was pregnant. Just I think ask. I said, sorry, can I sit there? Yeah. Sorry, can I – I need to sit down. Can I please sit there? And I think it was on one of those, you know, like ones where you're supposed to stand up for people who are not yeah. as mobile. Um, 
But it's a really tough thing because there's not really anything you can do. So you're standing there <laughs> just thinking, gee, I hope this one goes all right. Hope the tram doesn't crash. Yeah. I've been in a tram crash and I went flying and I was like, you know, 15, mm. flying through the tram. <clears throat> Imagine that. John Fain constantly tells a story about the tram he was on catching on fire. <laughs> I reckon once Does every he? two months. <laughs> oh, I remember when we had the old W-class tram going down Chapel Street. So I remember when you could smoke in the tram and they used to put all the butts down the really? sliding he's windows and few... the tram caught on fire. He's got a few recurros, hasn't he? You know he? he used to be a lawyer at the Fitzroy Legal Service. <laughs> I do. You know, he plays those, vets hockey. For those who don't know who we're talking about, it's Tickers a with cars. radio person in, in Melbourne. Stu, we were supposed to uh, do three bits and keep this, but it just prattled on. Uh, um, it was a bit of a prattle. What were you, where were you going with that? You, something about you went to the, uh, oh yeah, you decided that you weren't going to go yeah. to see the, you know, children's movie at the yes. thing. It's more about getting through the children to get to the cinema. Yeah, what a, what a hassle. And nowhere to park. Nowhere to park. Mm. You know, like. Your what, life is so hard, isn't it? Yeah, it, gets, it gets tough at times. Mm. Yes. Why isn't there a, there should be also a, a what did you say, single white male. Um, <laughs> well, I reviewed like, it to single person. Yeah, uh, there should be... Or a Express Lane. That's probably more PC. Oh, do you think? Yeah. <laughs> express Lane. Uh, you've got an Express Lane. It's called your life. Whoa. It's true. You don't have to do all of these other things. So you just get to freaking whiz around and be annoyed when somebody gets in your way for five minutes. <clears throat> the rest of us don't have that luxury. Guess what? I'm going to go out here. <laughs> Stupid. I've actually got something in my phone today. Um, I've actually got the number of a lawyer. I'm not sure if you're allowed to hit me like that. <laughs> I'm just going to check with the Australian Podcasting Association and then speak to Lionel Hutz a bit later on. Yeah, it suits you. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I do have something in my phone because right. we've been doing knots in your phone lately because we haven't really had much. But you know how I love neuroscience? Same. You know how I've been reading that book about Rubber which I sti- I've Rubber still mind. been I've been reading for a hundred mm. years because I I accidentally downloaded another audio podcast oh, wow. uh, not audio podcast audio book of um what's his name David Mitchell and it's the Bone Clocks or something and I'm like it's just I can't stop listening to it I'm totally addicted. Point is I've put off finishing the other one because of this one. Anyway, I love books about how the brain works and how like we're really quite simple creatures and like you know we're wired in certain ways Mm. or we're not and we can you know the plasticity thing and all that right that's my I just find all that really fascinating right so um found don't even really know what this website is but it exists I can't pronounce it so I'm not going to but I'll post a link how why can't you pronounce it because bacard de suyo Dot com. Where did you find that? Someone posted a link okay. to this article, right? And um, it's – so the, the headline is New Neuroscience Reveals Four Rituals That Will Make You Happy. So already I'm like, it's a little bit self-help, you know. Yeah. It's a little bit how to be a happy person and stuff. Get to the rituals. I need to get some self-help with the brain. <laughs> Big time. I'm, I'm about to start plasticizing my head. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> Or Isn't that what, what you do it? every Saturday night? Oh. Um, oh, and you've got to take this uh, off the table. Really? Yeah. Because the way you portray me is very flattering. <laughs> so, and I think I'll continue. Thank you very much. Mm. Um, so, 
this is a really interesting thing and it's about the way that your brain they've done all these all this science on the way that you know you release certain I don't know, chemicals in your brain when certain things happen and so this is a shortcut to make yourself feel better and stuff like that. Right. And it goes into quite some detail, including... Mm. Um, it's not dot points. But then at the end it summarises in dot points. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. You don't <laughs> want to read the detail about how your brain works. Um, no, that doesn't work well enough to... <laughs> to concentrate for that mm. long. <laughs> um, one of the first one. It was very revealing to me because it revealed that, you know how we're talking about, what do you call him, Dipstick Tim or something? Tim the Dipstick. Tim the Dipstick, <clears throat> my, my, my old mate, one of my oldest buddies. He, whose name is not Dipstick Tim, his name is Tim, <laughs> Tim and he's divine. But, um, Tim divine. He's divine. But uh, it reveals to me mm. that he was playing a trick on me, our whole friendship. Because if I ever felt down in the dumps, he'd say to me something and he obviously thought that he was like being the oracle and helping me feel better and be amazing. But it depressed the living crap out of me when he said it. What a dipstick. But this article says that that's what you should say. That actual sentence is what you should say. What's a sentence? What are you grateful for? <clears throat> and that as soon as you start thinking about what you're grateful for your brain responds in a certain way. But every time I would do it, I'd go, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what I'm thinking. It just, just made me feel think. like the word. And, but the, what they say here is that you, you have to go, you know what, if you're not grateful, you think about your, here we go, the, um, being grateful activates the brainstem region that produces dopamine, right? Um, and basically... Prozac mm. boosts the same thing, the same, you know, serotonin So, um, as gratitude. So, if you genuinely feel gratitude um, and that extends to if you say to somebody, thanks for being my friend, mm -hmm. thanks for being awesome, then, you're, then that does it, that double, doubly does it. Double so, does they it. suggest right. that you write to someone or you text someone or you just say to someone, hey, you know, thanks for being great or something when you're feeling a bit like that. Right. Because it actually does, there's all sorts of stuff. It actually, the, the, this goes into much more detail than what I am, obviously. Because it's so about feel better, just text someone to tell them for, thanks for being great. Well, or, you know, tell somebody this is how and why you, you, you're the best or whatever. Right. Anyway, it says, but what happens when bad feelings completely overtake you? When you're really down in the dumps and you don't, see anything to be grateful for, right? Mm. Then the next step is to label negative feelings. Now, mm. this all sounds very, to me, this is like that airy-fairy stuff about. It's getting there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, but if you say, uh, if you, uh, it's actually sort of a flip version of that, is that if you suppress those things and don't label them, they get confusing. Your brain can't make decisions. Your brain can't decipher them. And it's suppressing them is really bad, right? Um, and so the next, uh, that's why they reckon meditation, mindfulness, all that sort of stuff. Anyway, but then this is where the article got really interesting because it said labeling emotions is one of the primary tools used by FBI hostage negotiators. Link. So I go to the link. Mm. And there's this whole thing where they've interviewed a hostage negotiator. Okay. And... 
Um, anyway, there are lots of other steps in this, like you need to make decisions, even if they're the wrong decision, you just need to decide because your brain... Make a call. Make a call, right? <clears throat> right? There's a lot, there are a few, there are like six steps or something, I won't read them all out to you, but that's what they are. But then there's this other article which is in, linked in there, which is really interesting about being a hostage negotiator. Can you imagine being a hostage negotiator? Well, yeah. Like your weekend's a nice break, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Funny me you were saying hostage negotiation. I was thinking wedding celebrant. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because it's, <laughs> it's a similar sort of thing though. You, I'm sure a hostage negotiator could be a... Or would it be a marriage counsellor? Yeah, probably. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Don't forget joyful ceremonies. Oh, yeah, that's true, yes. If you, yeah. want, a, if you want a good Good hostage morning. negotiator. Then yeah, hey there, the former, uh, I was going to say something else. Um, yeah, a, uh, I thought you were. Uh, radio station call. You were. No, but stupidly small podcast sponsor. A bit of muscle memory there, Farrell. Well, it shows it's still working. That's a way. Mm. So, oh, the other thing is you'll be happy to know there is one thing that you can do uh, that will that you'll be happy to do on the list. What? touch people oh yeah now if people want to find us we are at uh stupidlybig.com so touch anyone <laughs> it does specify that it's probably best to seek permission beforehand uh. <laughs> if people want to find us we're at stupidlybig.com they can contact us on facebook and twitter and the apple itunes shop store shop shop uh, they can also leave a voicemail because we've been getting some good voicemails yes. and we've been getting some good the suggestions for our Best of Us Festivus. And um, you can also send us mail and postcards with suggestions for sort of themed shows and so on to P.O. Box 1436 Fitzroy North 3068. That is in Australia. Stuart Farrell, well, look after your head. Hey, Lauren. Yeah. Thanks for being awesome. <laughs> Thanks for being awesome, Fazwana. See you tomorrow. And thank you, Daz. Thank you, Daz. Bye-bye.